Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm M. Vernon, filling in for Laura Brodnick today. Hey, Em, how was your weekend? Did oh my God. you watch The Matildas? Of course it's I watched. It's all anyone is talking about. If anyone about. said they didn't watch it, we're going to interrogate you because there's no other reason why. I think it was the most tense thing I've ever watched. And, like, I have to watch TV for my job, so I watch a lot of tense things. But are you I a sporty girl? Never... You are a sporty girl, right? Yeah, I'm a sporty girl. Not particularly football because mm. my whole family likes football and so I was oh. like I don't want to be like them and like rejected it but I have got well and truly on this bandwagon I feel like someone should have filmed me watching it because I have yes. never felt more Australian oh my I was God. like send that into the government get my citizenship fast tracked because I was full blown Aussie on Saturday night I was so stressed if anyone's watching this on socials you can see my stress pimples <laughs> coming up out of here that was all Matilda's game I'm pretty sure. And you're going on Wednesday. I'm going on Wednesday. Look, I am not a massive sports fan, but I'm always there to support the girls. So last year when the tickets went on sale, I just saw tickets because like I had to buy tickets for my whole family. There's mm-hmm. like five of us. So the tickets literally said winner of Group C versus winner of Group D. And I'm like, sounds good. You're like, whatever, girls, go women. Yeah, whatever <laughs> women play, I'm supporting both sides. Well, that is the dream result. I I'm can't believe. So, so watching Australia versus England, I'm really nervous. I'm also nervous for the journey there. I feel like there's going to be so many people. I'm a bit claustrophobic. You'll be right. You'll get swept up in it like the entire country has. It's been so fun. I'm so excited. But we also, you know, not a sports podcast. Unfortunately, we could talk about them This should have been what we talked about today. (laughs) We do have to talk entertainment today about someone who has been dubbed the latest annoying woman in Hollywood. So here is the entertainment news story we need to talk about today. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. The internet has been a blaze all weekend with hot takes, criticism, Mm -hmm. opinions about an extremely important story, which is whether Snow White's Prince Charming is a stalker or not. Uh, Stalker. I'm saying stalker. (laughs) Before knowing the facts, stalker. This is obviously an extremely pressing issue, apparently. So Rachel Ziegler, she is an up-and-coming actor, Mm -hmm. best known probably right now for 2021's West Side Story adaptation. But she's also going to be the lead in the upcoming Hunger Games prequel, 
which I'm super excited about. Me too. And she is also playing Snow White in Disney's Snow White live action adaptation, which I learned today the screenplay is co-written by Greta Gerwig. So Okay, so it's going to be great. Immediately expectations are pretty high and that is scheduled for release in March next year. And over the last few weeks, comments that Ziegler has made in interviews about this role have gone viral. There is a big focus on her love story with a guy who literally stalks her. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Weird. So we didn't do that this time. We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because like we cast a guy in the movie, right. Andrew Burnup. <laughs> One of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's actually going to be, but uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024. I don't know why it's all popped back up recently. (laughs) I feel like because everyone's on strike and we're not getting much. This is our entertainment. Exactly. We've got to go look through the archives for something to be angry about. But people are really angry about this because it seems like Ziegler is not exactly a fan of the original 1937 film. I mean, are all of us? Nah, i got to say, it's pretty low on my rankings of Disney princesses. <laughs> it's no longer 1937, and we absolutely wrote a Snow White. That she's is, not going to be yeah, saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be, and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. And so it's just a really incredible story for, I think, young people everywhere to see themselves in. You know what she sounds like? What? Okay, because I've seen this... <laughs> like all over TikTok. And the first time I saw it, I thought it was one of those famous TikTok influencers pretending to be a famous actress. Like those famous actresses. You know how you get those ones who like act like every typical female actress in an indie film? Yes. And those are always so on point. Yes. And she was that. (laughs) It was real. So you thought it was sort of like an act. Yeah. Well, no, that is actually (laughs) Rachel Ziegler. And what she said has angered a lot of people, especially some right-wing media personalities because... You know, the angriest of us all. Of course. Also, a couple of Disney adults. But just generally, the internet is not super on board with this. Mm. Although, I have to say, she's technically right. Like Snow White, you know, it came out in 1937. It was written by a bunch of men about a woman who hates another woman because she's younger and like the fairest of them all with skin as white as snow, which Mm -hmm. is really strange to look at, obviously, now. And she then moves into a house and is kept safe by these men because she promises to cook and clean for them. So, look, if we do look at it through a 2023 lens, it's not exactly comparable to, you know, your more well-rounded princesses, your Annas, your Elsas, your Moanas, right? Yeah, modern princesses. Exactly. I don't think, yeah, anyone who watches Snow White now really wants their daughter to look up at Snow White as a role model. No, well, the story happens to Snow White. Snow White's not doing the story like she has no agency in this so obviously she's a victim (laughs) she's a victim justice for Snow White so I don't think in that sense Ziegler talking about you know modernizing the storyline is Mm. that surprising but people are really angry and a lot of people have actually criticized the fact that why are we even making this movie in the first place because the storyline is sexist why can't we make new films we make new films we make legit characters like Anna and Elsa. Frozen is a perfect example of strong female characters that don't rely on a love story, and that was a new story to tell. Remaking and twisting an old film from 1937, what is the point? Yeah, I've seen this interview go viral on TikTok, and you're right, most of the commentary around it is, 
alt-right wing people being really mad about it because they're like, oh, we don't need another adaptation. I think we've also seen it a lot after Halle Bailey coming out as Little Mermaid. Mm. But there is also a big community who I don't think are necessarily outright, but just find her really cringe. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, do you know when this started? Because she obviously, as you said, was in West Side Story and she won a Golden Globe for that. Did she have this label of being like really cringy and like really annoying from the start? Or is it something that just started during these interviews? So I think it is something that has organically kind of followed her over the last few years of her career. She obviously started off really young. She's only 22 now, I believe. And so she was a teenager when she was cast in West Side Story. She does have that air about her that is theatre nerd. Yeah. (laughs) She has big theatre nerd energy. And that is something that historically audiences are not super on board with. So she has faced a lot of previous criticisms. Do you recall the drama that followed her around in the West Side Story press when people would ask her a lot about Ansel Elgort, which was her co-star in the film? Oh, he's bad, isn't he? Yeah. So before the film was even out, he was accused of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And the film had already been filmed at that point. So that was done and dusted, but it hadn't been released. And so a lot of the press surrounding the film, which he was not involved with, he was kind of like kept in the back room and like, you've got to be shut over there. We can't have you out. So it was basically Ziegler and then her co-stars Ariana DeBose and the rest of the cast that were left to face questions like over and over and over in each interview about him and it became them answering on behalf of him and no one really had an issue with that at the time and then Ziegler last year did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter and she was like that made me feel really bad and Mm. there was not a lot of sympathy for that. So she had to answer for his actions rather than kind of promote the film. Yeah, and it just became a little bit like, what did you know? And it was a little bit accusatory. And at the time, she was a teenager. She was really young and she's spoken a bit about how that made her feel really bad and it overshadowed what she thought was, you know, this huge career moment for someone who was a theatre nerd and was really excited about being in this really well-known film. I guess the light on her since she started out has always just been really awkward. Like she's just found herself into these really awkward kind of moments. And I feel like this role of starring as Snow White as a princess could have been her moment Mm. to kind of like shut down all of that talk about her and her personality as a person. But I feel like she kind of did the opposite with all these interviews she's giving. She kind of reminds me of Jenna Ortega when Mm. she was interviewing for Wednesday Addams and doing the press for that. And I think she upset a lot of people, especially writers, because she was very vocal about how she just wouldn't say stuff that the writers wanted her to say. And I think it comes across really arrogant and really selfish when you're such a young actor in the industry and It sounds like that they've been acting for like 30 years when we all know you haven't. Yeah, and I think there is a little less like goodwill from audiences as well when it's someone that's sort of up and coming and we may not be as familiar with. Yeah. But it's also interesting, Gina Ortega is like a good example because she was, prior to all of that, seen as this really like Hollywood cool girl. She Mm -hmm. had like very much like I don't give a f*** energy about her and we really like that typically as audiences and then when she said like I was involved I wanted to make changes and stuff everyone was like oh you actually care like that's not cool that's cringe (laughs) and it's like this annoying woman syndrome which has followed so many celebrity women it's always women Mm -hmm. around for years like Anne Hathaway for example is probably the biggest sort of annoying woman 
in Hollywood. Yeah. She's kind of come out the other end now. We've reassessed that. But for years, everyone was just like, oh, she just cares too much. She tries too hard. She's annoying. You know, like Taylor Swift pre-2020, everyone was like, oh, you care too much. You're too earnest. That was my favorite type of Taylor. I know. Bring back Ernest Taylor. No, actually, <laughs> I like her in all iterations. Brie Larson, like there's so many examples. I just keep listing them off. Yeah. It's like when people care, and yeah. it's not dudes. I think that when dudes care, we're like, Go them. Yeah. Look at them. The only one I will say is Harry Styles when he talked about <laughs> Don't Worry Darling and he was like, it feels like a real movie. <laughs> that's true. But that's probably because it's different to his music persona, which yeah. is cooler. Yes, that's so true. I don't know what it is, but it's like when someone is earnest, when we can see that they're trying, we inherently find that cringe. Yeah. I also think that with the interview she was doing for Snow White, She's using a lot of that space to just shit on the old yeah. Snow White when I feel like she could be using that to actually talk about what she's going to bring to the film. And I think it just comes across as very awkward and weird, which is, I guess, what she's trying to avoid. Yeah, and I think having seen how this has sort of blown up over the last few weeks, I feel like, you know, Disney's behind this film. There's going to be a bit of PR training perhaps for Rachel. She actually reacted over the weekend and just tweeted, I hope the world becomes kinder. Oh, that breaks my heart. (laughs) clearly all of this backlash is, you know, having an impact. She's just passionate. She's a passionate young girl. She's passionate. Justice for passionate people. Yeah, and she hates men. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Taylor Strano with audio production by Tom Lyon. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and over at The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye.